1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
3: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Kumo Tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be.
0: All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb.
3: Woo! What up? It's In the Bonus. The Doug Gottlieb Show. This is our podcast only hour. You are going to love it in the iHeartRadio app. Thursday night football game upcoming, but I, I want to start with how fucking bad was Anthony Davis last night? Holy shit, was he bad? And this is one of those. And look, every guy is different. And we can say it's back to backs. Right? We can say, hey, man, he playing a back to back. And this is what it looks like when you're playing a back to back. But um, I have no idea what Anthony Davis did after the game the first night and before the game the second night. But he looked so shitty last night. The only conclusion I can say is he was out fucking drinking and partying and doing something, right? Like that's that's what it feels – that's what anyone's normal assumption is. That guy got high as a kite and drunk off his ass and partied like a rock star and then tried to play. And some guys can do that. Some guys cannot. Now, look, maybe he went home and got his milk and cookies and his body was just not cooperating. Maybe. I mean, look, the reality is you have all these talkers on TV like, oh, you should trade Anthony. If you're not fucking trading Anthony Davis. You traded the moon, the stars, and the sun to get him. You won an NBA championship. He's a clutch guy. He's with LeBron. Even if LeBron's super pissed, you're not going to get back Dak and return. And oh, yeah, by the way, if you haven't fucking been paying attention, you got to have size to win the NBA playoffs nowadays. You want to win out of the West? You got to beat the Denver Nuggets, who start 6'10, 6'10, and seven foot across the front line. You're not fucking winning going and getting another guard. So he there's a bit of an enigma there. You got to have him to win. But can you win with him? But have you ever wondered, like, but coach, coach said I was out of it. I looked like I was out of it. That's what it looks like. That's what That's what I would look like when 6 a.m. practices. I, I, you can't catch a ball. Your body won't react. But this was not a 6 a.m. practice. It was an NBA game. He was so fucking bad that I understand why people's knee-jerk reaction is, well, you can't win with Anthony Davis. Trade him. Again, reality is you're not moving him. He's your guy. You're riding with him. But holy shit, whatever he did after what's after Tuesday night's game, up until Wednesday's game, he should never do that again. If he got sleep and that's what he looks like, well, then go out and party. But it looked like he went out and he had an all-nighter. It just did. Be sure to catch
0: live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Let's get to what the Fox says. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Jonas Knox, LaVar Arrington, Brady Quinn had this exchange about the Bengals as they faced the Ravens tonight. With Cincinnati winless
4: in the division and Baltimore atop the division, I don't think Cincinnati Uh-oh. can afford to lose this game.
5: I so f- what is it? What is it? I'm it's gonna, a what?
4: Must win. Week 11 must win.
1: Oh,
5: <laughs> here we are. Look
4: at their schedule. They're it's screwed. Time their time of of the schedule's year.
0: brutal. Their schedule's brutal. It's that time of the year.
4: Like it feels like win. it feels like that loss last week to Houston. It, we're going to look back on that and go, that was the one. Like if they don't if they don't make the playoffs, that was the one you're going to look back on because. I just I don't see him beating Baltimore tonight, especially with the way Baltimore Baltimore always rebounds off weird losses like that. I think they're going to win this game. The three and a half points I'm not even going to go near it because everything I touch turns to crap when it comes to yeah, gambling. That's true. That's true. But Good it, it just does feel like for Cincinnati this is a bigger game than it is for Baltimore.
0: Yeah, man, it's it feels like it's an uphill battle because I think they've got to get the ten wins and. You know, before this past week, you felt like they they were on a roll. They would won four in a row, and now it's like, all right, now I'm kind of second guessing things. T Higgins not going to be active for tonight. They do get Trey Hendrickson; he's going to be able to go, which he looked like he was really hurt last week. So, it's good they get him back. But, man, this is uh th- this is going to be a, a tough matchup for them.
3: I, look, I think this is a really interesting game. Because the Ravens' defense is better than you think. The Ravens' offense um, has been a work in progress, was improving. And then I uh, think Lamar Jackson uh, didn't play well in the second half, made too many mistakes. And, you know, they're still in first place. And you got a, a, a Bengals team, which has given a couple away, The uh, you know, last week. I, I think it's a great matchup. Two young star quarterbacks, divisional matchup, so much at stake. And... Look, if the Ravens can win, they put gigantic distance between themselves and the other team capable of coming back and winning the division. Massive, massive game. Here's Keyshawn Johnson as he weighed in as whether or not the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis.
5: At some point this season, if he doesn't hurry up before the trade deadline mm-hmm. and turn it around, his name is gonna start floating. Package him up, move him to Chicago. There's a Zach Levine that's a possibility. There's a DeMar DeRozan with an expiring contract. That's gonna come up Absolutely. if he continues. I, I I don't get it, man. I just don't I, don't. I don't get it. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be with Joel Embiid, Joker, Giannis. All y'all supposed to kind of that's that group. You know, when I play wide receiver, you know, I look at the sideline: Michael Levin, Jerry Ryan, Everybody. Chris Carter, hold on. Go. Man, hold on, man, Tony Martin. Man, I got to get, get some touches. You know. I got I to gotta get aggressive here. <laughs> Am I lying, though, no, Michael? You get to looking at that thing on Monday. You're like, well, hold on. I played that bad? <laughs> oh, Tony Martin got nine for 130? I got to do something. Uh-huh. And that's his mentality. Mm-hmm. He has to change it. He has mm-hmm. to understand we're looking at you in, in, in grading you, Skip, based on everybody right. out there at your position, and then make that type of money. That's what we're looking at.
3: Look, I understand what Keyshawn's saying. Like, the standard is supposed to be those elite-level guys. But you're not trading Anthony Davis for Zach Levine. I mean, have we not learned anything about the NBA? You have to have size, rim protection, skill inside. And is he inconsistent and is it frustrating? Yeah. Are you trading Anthony Davis? No. That's what the Fox said. Ah!
5: What does the Fox say?
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
3: All right, let's welcome in Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio betting analyst, co-host of Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger. Brian No. airs each Saturday between 9 a.m. and noon Eastern time. You can listen live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates or in the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. Uh, let's 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 go to the games this weekend, Jared, as uh, I know there's a, a list of them that, that you like. I want to start with the number one ranked team in the country. Uh, Georgia, who struggled to cover for the early part of the year, Uh, did more than cover when they dominated Ole Miss last weekend. Now they travel to Knoxville, take on the Vols. Tennessee coming off a loss of their own. Uh, The line is 10, 10, and the total is 59. What do you like? Yeah, I think
6: Georgia's offense continues to be an undervalued unit, and we talked about it last year. I know Spets and Bennett, kind of a walking meme, but they had a great scheme last year, and it really showed in the national championship game. I think this year – It was a bit of an unknown with what we were going to see from Carson Beck because even he admitted he hadn't played meaningful football in three years. It's taken a few weeks, even without Brock Bowers now over the last couple weeks. But you've really seen this Georgia offense blossom. And oh, boy, you turn on the tape from last week, Tennessee against Missouri. And I I was absolutely stunned at at just how little fight, uh, the discipline for Tennessee's defense. I mean, they got absolutely run over. And I think on the other side, Georgia's defense, this is not the historic great Georgia defenses of years past. I think they are a better offensive team than defensive team, and I think the perception is still wrong about the Bulldogs. So that's why I think over is the way to go in this game, 58-and-a-half. It seems like one of those games where both teams are going to kind of be trading buckets. I think the Tennessee run game has to get going. Missouri ran it uh, very well uh, against Georgia. I think Tennessee can run it, too, and if they can sustain that offense, then Georgia's going to move it, and I-, I think that's the one undervalued unit on the field. Georgia's offense continues to show why I think they're the best team in the country. North Carolina's
3: taking on Clemson. And Carolina coming off a big win over Duke, right? Where they stormed the field and party like rock stars. Those games, uh, the next game often doesn't doesn't bode well. Clemson playing better, won their last two, um, and they're a seven point favorite at home. Now the the totals fifty nine and a half. It is supposed to rain. Who do you like?
6: Yeah, that's going to favor Clemson. I, I I think the offense for Clemson is starting to get going a little bit, and they'll get the, the, the two headed monster back, Maffa and Shipley. Shipley was banged up a little bit, I think, with a concussion. Um Clemson's running game is just explosive. They're they're a top unit. And their offensive line is also big and they're and they get off the ball really well but really the, the reason I think Clemson's offense is going to have success in this game, it's more about UNC's defense, and you go and look at, at this part of the season, we're into late November now, um, these teams have played a, a gauntlet of schedules, and I know the ACC is not this you know great test of offenses, but they played a lot of smash-mouth teams the last few weeks, so Virginia ran it 51 times against UNC, Georgia Tech ran it 48 times, Duke ran it 41 times, they played six consecutive weeks, they're off an OT game, I, I, I don't know if the fatigue, the the energy level uh, will be there for UNC. So if Clemson can kind of get that ground game going and create some distance, and then you put UNC in some unfavorable passing situations with the rain and the weather, I think this game really favors Clemson. If you can get him under a touchdown, great. I think at 7, 7.5, I would still feel comfortable uh, laying it with the Tigers this week. All
3: let right, right, let's, uh, let's move to the Big 12, where if you would have said the Sunflower State Showdown would be a game that could decide who plays for the Big 12 championship, uh as as late as two years ago, people would have spit out their coffee. But that's that's what's at stake here. <laughs> we don't know who's playing quarterback for Kansas. Kansas State comes in as an eight point favorite. It's supposed to be a beautiful, crisp, sunny day in Lawrence. Fifty six and a half is the total.
6: Yeah, I think the number and again when we have it's happened a lot this year. Kyle Whittingham was a king of this the first month. Is is Cameron Rising playing? The numbers telling us he is, but maybe he's not. I, I think the number in this case with Kansas State just over a touchdown favorite. I think that's kind of half-baking in Jason Dean. I think, and you have to remember, he's the backup quarterback. So if he doesn't play, then we go to now a third-string freshman walk-on, Cole Ballard, who just looked completely in over his head in that second half against Texas Tech last week. So that is a big drop-off. You go from a first-string to a second-string, obviously that's a drop-off. But now at a program like Kansas where they're not known for their depth, you go from a second-string to a third-string quarterback, and the the, the drop-off there is just dramatic. Kansas State is what they always are. They're, they're a great defensive team. They're well-coached. They're fundamentally sound. They don't have that individual star talent, and they're a little thin at linebacker. Jake Clifton injured last week, and they were already without Daniel Green, who was another linebacker that was hurt earlier in the year. So, I can see Kansas, if it is Jason Bean, with the running game having some success here, if he's not playing and it's Kansas State, I just I don't see a path where uh, Kansas is going to get enough stops to stay in this game because really the other side of the ball, Kansas' defense has not been good this year. And Kansas State offense, this is what they do. They run the ball. They're a great offensive line. Will Howard has the ability uh, to be mobile as well. So I think with Giddens and Ward in the backfield for Kansas State, if you put a third-string quarterback out there for Kansas, I just don't see how they keep this one close.
3: Uh, Arizona is the surprise of the Pac-12. It, it should be pointed out that if you listen to this show – with a little help from the USC coaches, when when USC beat them in, I think it was double overtime, I talked to a couple of their coaches like, hey, look, we didn't play that great, and we should have won the game in regulation. We had a field goal to win it that ended up on a bot snap missing it, but Arizona's legit good. Like, they have dudes. They're big and strong up front. They're matching up against Utah, who obviously they've had their own quarterback issues, have a pig farmer, and, you know, nearly, (laughs) right? Both teams have, you know, they lose to the elite of the league. Uh, so now the game is in Tucson and the cats are a one point favorite. The total is 45. What do you like?
6: Yeah, it's, it's you're right on Arizona. And, and if you were early to the window on Arizona, you made out like a bandit this year. Eight and two against the number, Doug. So, again, they are covering, and they're 5-0 and against the spread against ranked opponents. So when they are managing up in class, they are overachieving what the odds-maker expectation is. They're also a much better defensive team, eight and two to the under than we think, right? A little desert swarm kind of vibes. And um, from what I've heard from a lot of the pros, the Wildcats have been upgraded more than any other power five team in the country this year from what their preseason power rating was still slim hopes for the Pac-12 title. I don't think that was ever the goal. I think they've accomplished their goal and any wins that they have over the top of this, especially against a good Utah team is kind of just icing on the cake and the reason it's even more surprising is their quarterback is a backup. Um, Noah Fafita, I mean, he has filled in admirably. Now, the, the starter wasn't playing well, so maybe they would have made this move anyways, even if the injury didn't take place, but the best data point he had was actually against UCLA, which is, I would say, one of the best defenses in the back 12 maybe top 10, top 25 in the country, so it, it was interesting that he didn't play well against Colorado who doesn't defend, um, but I think the Arizona passing game can have success here because it's a very short, quick passing game, and you go back and look at what Utah has struggled against this year week one Florida Graham Mertz 25 of 29 on throws inside of nine yards Caleb Williams chewed him up 19 of 21 on throws nine yards or shorter Bo Nix 18 of 21 all three quarterbacks with very high success rates on short quick passing game that's what Arizona does so I think Arizona's the the move here I think we keep riding them until they lose and uh the numbers kind of telling you they're a little undervalued at home in this spot all
3: right I got I got one more for you Jared um, this one also out in the pack. Uh, also a game that has uh, a lot of uh, ramifications. Washington's taking on Oregon State. Washington's a uh, two-and-a-half-point dog at Oregon State. The total is 61 and a half, and as should be the case any time a game is played in the state of Oregon, there's going to be rain. Um, <laughs> DJ Ungalele has led the Beavs to uh, a streak of winning five of their last six. Only loss was at Arizona, they lost to Wazoo, uh, back when Wazoo, before Wazoo fell off a cliff. But so the only two losses are on the road. At home, they've been stellar. What do you think?
6: Yeah, my, my pal Tim Murray, who does a show here in town, tweeted out a, a nugget about them. Uh, since the start of the 2021 season, Oregon State is 16-1 against the spread at home. I mean, they, they are a different team in Corvallis. And this game's kind of like a gambler's handicapper's paradise because you have the public perception of Washington being an undefeated team, higher-ranked team. They're an underdog in this game, so I'm assuming Washington is going to be a very popular underdog wager this week, and, and they've looked good at times, but then you saw the drop-off about midway through the year. Um, they've won 17 straight games, though, so they're still getting it done right where it matters most, but uh, six straight wins by 10 points or less and the defense is allowed 28-plus in three straight games. So they're kind of right for a picking here, and it's not an upset because they're an underdog, but I think a lot of the public perception is Washington is this dominant team. I don't know if the numbers fully show that, and I think Oregon State's offense especially has the edge. Their offense against Washington's defense, I mean, USC without Marshawn Lloyd. Ran it all over this Washington team. And I think Oregon State does enough in the passing game to keep Washington's defense honest. Utah didn't last week. Utah still covered. Uh, But they didn't do enough in the passing game to really keep Washington's defense honest. You saw it in the second half. The adjustments were made. Washington won the game. And I don't think Oregon State is timid like Utah is a little bit with the passing game. So I think you're going to see uh, DJ U try to push the ball down the field. His legs will be a factor. And if Penix makes the big mistake like he's kind of made a couple times over the last month, I think this is the game that Washington finally loses. So uh, Oregon State for me, and if they win this game, they go over their win total, and it would be a, a nice uh, boon for my bankroll uh, this season.
3: Jared Smith. You can check them out on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday morning on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger and Brian No. That's 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Listen live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. Jared, thanks so much. Good luck, Doug. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. I'm Doug Gottlieb. We'll check you tomorrow. This is In the Bonus. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just